At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and uh, Transmission's all about, you know, informing you, dear listener, on cool and queer trans-friendly events that happen around town, maybe around the country even, and then I also, you know, we chat to people, we have interviews, discussions, and today, you've just got me, all alone, and I'm going to be talking about a particular celebrity author. Not known for being an author, but mostly known for being famous in film, occasional big television series, and just a personality now, really. He's probably one of the coolest, most well-known trans men, probably in the world, and he's an author now. And his book is called Page Boy, a memoir. Obviously, I'm talking about Elliot Page. So I'm going to be reviewing this book this morning, but not before... We don't go over some week in community events. So this Saturday, 4th of November, from 2 p.m. till midnight, is Quiver's first birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! That's in Wind Lane in the Valley. This is a completely free community event. So, yeah, that's right. Your Laneway Bar is officially entering its second year to celebrate. We're throwing a party in collaboration with Valley Fiesta. The event will gather a whole lot of humans we love and a program to capture the vibe we have been building in the laneway over the past year, opening the day with a few of our very own DJ grads, transforming into sunset, you know, jazzy vibes, building <laughs> before building into the red light dance transformation in the evening, and debut for a bartender as well. So there's going to be, yeah, the whole family's going to be there from 2 to 12 p.m., 4th of November, this Saturday, 2 p.m. So, yeah, 2 to midnight. It's a pretty, pretty big party. Yeah, so go on, check out Quiver's first birthday this Saturday, there's also another community event. Here it is. Okay, poetry and trans life drawing at the Cave Inn. That's right. You can do some some awesome uh, life drawing uh, on Tuesday, November 7th. So next Tuesday uh, from 5.50 p.m. at the Cave Inn. Uh, trans life drawing and poetry is a monthly event hosted by Drew Thompson and Cole. Uh, so yeah, life drawing is held upstairs in the top part of the cave-in from 6 till 7 p.m. Poetry is downstairs at 7.30 p.m. till 8.30. Um, and there's more information on that from the cave-in Facebook page, so you can go check them out. Yeah, lots of cool stuff to do. Also, Mianjin People's Pride, just putting a little notice out, in case you don't know. Mianjin People's Pride is a grassroots group of queer activists working to build a robust queer community in Mianjin to make real change. They are decorporatized, decommodified uh, Mianjin Pride events that are center marginalized communities. So they like to say, no pride for some of us without liberation for all of us. Sound very similar to 4ZZZ. Hmm, they're pretty cool. So they host protests, rallies, marches, parties, and social get-togethers. And what they want is they want more people who are passionate, who are passionate, and who are dedicated to making a difference to come and work and collaborate with 
with Mianjin's People's Pride. So if you want to get involved in queer activism, you should come along to their next meeting, which is this Wednesday, Wednesday, 1st of November from 6 p.m. at Tawong Library. So, yeah, we'll chuck that up on the transmission socials, at Transradio with a Z, and you can check that out as well. Now, we're going to move into some news, some news that has been prepared by some students, actually. So, uh, some TAFE students. This particular coverage is Trigger, Trigger Warning for those. It does talk a little bit about trans people who are displaced. So, this is the Trans-American Refugee Crisis, and what does it mean for Australia? So, yeah, let's have a listen. Ten years ago, on August 1st, 2013, Australia passed the Sex Discrimination Amendment, a national law making it illegal to discriminate against transgender and gender-diverse people. That's progress in Australia, but other parts of the Western world, such as the United States, are still falling behind. Just three weeks ago, the Human Rights Campaign declared a national state of emergency for LGBTQ Americans after more than 75 anti-trans laws were signed in this year. America now faces an internal refugee crisis of trans people fleeing to sanctuary states, and some of them have even decided to move abroad. This year, trans-American Ramsey arrived in Australia from Florida. I'm originally from Guam. Uh, That's where I was born. And then when I was about 20, um, my family made the decision to move to Florida. Like the second day there, some dudes in a Walmart parking lot tried to hit me with their truck, uh, and they told me to like, watch my back. Florida is the most problematic state right now for trans people, having passed the notorious Don't Say Gay bill back in March. Volunteer with Griffith University's LGBTQ club, Ruben, fears this is just the beginning. Especially with like Florida and stuff like that, it's like, oh, it's it's just the kids. We're just protecting the kids. And now they're like using that as a stepping stone to go towards, you know, targeting adults and banning healthcare outright. And I fail to see, like, how could people not see this? People are thinking, oh, yeah, it will just end here. But no, if you give someone an inch, they'll take a mile. And that's what they're doing in the U.S. right now. With anti-trans legislation being passed every week and unstable home environments, many trans people are leaving their homes in pursuit of peace and safety. You know, they see trans people anywhere from, like, devil worshippers to pedophiles. I think moving away has been pretty good for um, just my mental well-being and coming into my own as a person. Australia may be a much safer place right now, but there are still some people, such as Dean from Russell Island, that worry what the situation in America means for them. Um, it's, it's, it's very scary, honestly. I, like... There are some things that happen as the days go by and I, like, watch the news and, like, there have been some moments where I kind of regret starting to transition. Um, And, like, I am the happiest I have ever been since I've started transitioning. Like, this is who I am. And if I was anything else, I would just be miserable and depressed and probably not on this planet. But there are silver linings, as Queensland has recently declared trans individuals won't need bottom surgery to have a sex change on their birth certificate. This and a positive outlook leave others feeling a bit more hopeful. I'm not so much worried about here as much because, I'm not going to lie, we do have a bit of common sense in that regard because of like how our politics are arranged compared versus like American politics. The trans community in the U.S. says they're not asking for more than basic human rights. We just want to live, you know? We're not any different from cis people. We just go through different stages of life to really figure ourselves out. 
We just do what everybody else does. You know, go to the grocery store. Go to school. Work. Regardless, the trans community says that they won't give up. If you're trans or if you're in the closet or you're just worried, just know that you are loved. There are people out there who will accept you for who you are. It might be rough. You know, things will get better. I think we are all really strong people, but um, we've gotten through those struggles. And I think what everyone is going through right now, I think we can make it through that as well. Thank you to Abigail Hernandez and Tafe Queensland for putting that together for us this morning. You'll listen to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. We're about to dive into a segment I have not done before on Transmission. It is a book review. That's right. I read occasionally. (laughs) And this time I decided to read quite possibly one of the most famous trans people in the world at the moment is Elliot Page's book, It's a memoir called Page Boy. So, yeah, we're going to dive into this one. So the author is Elliot Page, and there's also an audiobook that is narrated by he himself as well, Elliot. And it goes for about 8 hours and 20 minutes. I actually listened to the book. So, yeah, I listened to it over the course of three days. Pretty much just smashed it out on a bit of a road trip. The book was published on the 6th of June earlier this year, so it has, has been out for a little bit, but not too long. I will give some trigger warnings and some spoilers. So if you don't want to know too much, I'm going to do my best to rein it in and not give away too many things. But there are some stuff that I probably will touch on that is in the book that may be a spoiler. So just letting you know, you might want to tune out for the next five or so minutes while I go through it. And the trigger warning is because this book is heavy. So um, yeah, there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of transphobia. There's a lot of dysphoria. There's a lot of confusion and pain and abuse and other things. So just letting you know now that if you're not feeling up to that, maybe tune out for the rest of the show. I don't know. All right. So let's dive in. So Elliot Page is quite possibly one of my most favorite people that I have loved in Hollywood probably most of my life. I have followed him closely since I was little. We are both a similar age. I watched Hard Candy long before it really took traction and Hard Candy probably arguably cult classic film, just absolutely awesome. We both work in the arts and entertainment, and we both have, yeah, similar coming out history. He came out as a lesbian around the same time as me, and then he came out about being trans only like months before me. I also considered the name Elliot, but because he came out before me and took it, I decided that would be a weird cliche to then just take that name. So (laughs) I like the guy. I followed his career for a while, and pretty much everything he acts in, I also love. And what's not to love about Elliot Page, honestly? And what I loved about this book is that it's a deeply personal and heartfelt memoir. I would argue that a lot of the events that Elliot speaks of in this book, in Page Boy, are pinnacle life-defining moments. He talks a lot about childhood trauma, his struggles with Hollywood and industry abuse. He talks about his celebrity. And through this memoir, you're able to see a lot of links between dysfunctional childhood and the troubled relationships he has as an adult that you sort of go through the journey with along the way with him. I also really appreciate how candid he is and the deep dives into his experience of gender identity and sexuality. It is really quite profound. It's a seriously, Pageboy is wonderfully written and as an ADHD person listening to the audiobook, it was really really helpful to hear his voice tell his story. I think that was one of the most immersive and wonderful aspects of this whole book was that I could listen to him tell his story. 
kind of is necessary because a lot of this story is quite full on and him narrating it creates like this intimate atmosphere, which I think is necessary for when it comes to telling stories of this personal nature. I didn't like some of how the story was structured. I think like from just a purely written standpoint, he jumps around a lot. So the book is written in like, he goes back in time to when he was younger and he jumps forward a little bit in time to different events. And it's sort of a bit jumpy. In the audiobook, I was a little confused by that, but maybe that's just me. And I wouldn't say that, that it significantly impacted my experience of his novel. So that was just one thing. And the other thing is to, throughout this story, I believe that Elliot is a victim of a lot of abuse. He does talk about that. But there are also some themes and events that he discusses that, as Kai liked to put it, the line of consent is blood. I'm not entirely sure if all the experiences he had are particularly good ones. So there's a lot of, it's really heavy. It is a heavy book. It is not Sunday afternoon read with a cocktail by the pool. <laughs> this is a, I am going to listen to a very notable celebrity who has had a very harrowing life and has been in the public eye most of his life and has gone through one of the most dramatic changes and scary changes in the public eye that you can possibly have. And he's experienced a lot of backlash all his life. Not just as a trans man, but as a lesbian, as a woman actor, all these things. He has experienced a lot of stuff. So it's heavy. It's, it's not a light read. And if you're a family who are like, oh, I don't know much about trans things, but I know who Elliot Page is, don't buy this book as an example of what, <laughs> of what you think. You know, this isn't an educational book. This isn't a book to educate you on what trans life is like or what it's like being a trans man. This is a book about Elliot Page and his unique life. And he is someone that has been raised in Canada. He has a broken home and he has a fractured relationship still with his dad. And he has a complicated relationship and history with his mum. And it's all quite messy. And you sort of, you go through that journey with him. It's, it's painful. He has had a painful life. He's also managed to have a very powerful and unifying life. He's extremely passionate about ju justice for trans kids. He has done an immense amount of work working on documentaries overseas for LGBTQA plus rights just broadly. He's an extraordinary man and he's had to do it all in what I would argue uphill. He's had to climb a mountain whilst doing all of that. So... This book, this book has got a lot of those themes. And as a, as a trans man who's read this book about a trans man's life, there are definitely moments where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's heavily relatable. That feeling of dysphoria, that feeling of confusion and not understanding what exactly is wrong with yourself or what's wrong with the world, maybe. So there's a lot of confusion and a lot of how he navigates that. A lot of his navigating of his struggles, I don't know how to describe it, but he navigates a lot of really difficult situations with not great sets of tools that he was given from his parents. So he, it does take him a long time to really understand what was happening for him. And really, the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway from this book for me was that what saved Elliot and, what is, and why he is the way he is now and why he's okay is because he found a queer family and a queer community. And he found his people, just like we all do in our own lives. So this journey, journey of Page Boy, a memoir, is really about Elliot finding himself through others and through experiences, despite 
Hollywood and his celebrity and all the chaos of that world coupled with, you know, the really hard line that America have on trans people at the moment, which is that there's a war going on, essentially. So, you know, it's very brave and powerful and courageous of him to have published this book to begin with, let alone the vulnerability that he shares within these words. It's really remarkable. All in all, the man, Elliot, has been through trials and tribulations and is an absolute, you know, this is a testament to his courage and a sense of justice. It's, it's, it's a great book. I will say, from, for my trans listeners and my gender non-conforming listeners, this book is heavy, so please go into this with a mindset of that. It's also, remember, Elliot is very, very privileged. He is very wealthy, and his celebrity comes with power and influence. So a lot of his ability to access what he needs is quite easy for him. And to the credit of Elliot Page, he acknowledges that. He acknowledges his privilege. He acknowledges his whiteness. He acknowledges who he is and the role he plays. And he also bravely knows that he is the right person to publish a book like this and try to make waves because he knows that this is about the next generation and not necessarily all about him, which is amazing. It's actually quite a self-conscious book, really. And that's that's really cool. There's actually um, a lot that I could say about, about Elliot. We'll, we'll talk more about it, in fact. So what we'll do is we're going to go to a track. And then we'll come back and we'll keep talking about Elliot Page, a memoir, Page Boy. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am. Join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And I've been chatting about Elliot Page's book, which is a memoir called Page Boy. And yeah, we're going to dive back into some more discussion about that. Yes, I'm just flicking the pages. Mm-mm-mm. Smell of a good book. <laughs> anyway, Page Boy. I'm just going to do a little recap for you, for those of you who may have just tuned in. Page Boy is definitely a book that is unique to the story of Elliot Page. It is not an educational for those cis listeners, people who are not trans. It's not going to give you a whole lot of guidance in terms of what it's like to be trans. It will give you guidance into what it's like to be trans as Elliot Page, which is a good thing because he's got insights that other people won't have. And that's why trans people should write lots of books and lots of stories and blog and whatever. Not that blogging's cool anymore, but you know, you should try Tell your stories because they're really important. They help us feel less alone. And Page Boy definitely made me feel less alone in some ways. He's a very notable character. He's also very reflective and has a lot of feelings. And he has for most of his life, which you get a sense of through this entire novel, is that he has been alone a lot of it, which is really quite tragic, especially when he was perceived to be a woman and gay. There was a lot of the sexism within the industry. There is actually a few stories on the back of the book. It says, on the blurb, it says, uh, full of behind-the-scenes details and intimate interrogations on sex, love, trauma, and Hollywood. It's true. It's true. There's a lot about Hollywood in there. There is some juicy stuff. Elliot doesn't strike me as someone that's, like, a gossipy person. Maybe it was, like, a publicist's idea to be like, you should put some juicy Hollywood stories in there. And he did. 
However, the stories that were put in were very much in relation to a lot of the trauma that he experienced. So there was, it was definitely necessary. He also talked about some really beautiful bonds that he had with certain people on certain movie sets that I really liked. One of them was Whippet, which is a Drew Barrymore produced and directed and acted in film. Who doesn't love Drew Barrymore? I don't know where she's at these days, but back then she was cool as heck. Um, and Elliot had a wonderful time on set with Kristen Wiig and the other cast members of Whip It. I mean, who doesn't have a great time hanging out with a bunch of people who do roller derby? I mean, duh. Uh, so I think Elliot was kind of weirdly saved at that point through his journey. Juno really rattled him. Juno wasn't a very good time for a 16-year-old kid. Yeah, Hard Candy, if you really hardcore onto Elliot Page's acting history, Hard Candy was probably one of the mo- more intense films I've ever watched. And he wasn't even... I think he was just 18 years old, maybe even a year younger. And that was a really heavy film. Elliot's always kind of looked really young, so he looks about 13 in that film. So, yeah. All of his films is fantastic. He's an extraordinary actor. And part of Elliot Page's story that is in this memoir talks about, or at least for me, the insight that I took away was that he's really good at acting because he has always wanted to be an actor and he just knew that that was his life. He's had that sense about it his whole life as he talks himself in his own words. But I think also as trans people, we're always acting. We're always performing. We're always masking and we're always trying to fit into whatever this hellscape is that you cis white people have designed. So (laughs) acting is a way of conforming and feeling safe, but also a form of escapism. And Elliot Page does touch a little bit on that. And there are themes of that throughout this whole book. It's really fantastic. You should read it. You can pick up a copy from Shelf Lovers. There's a LGBTQA plus focused bookstore. uh, Number one, Dixon Street in Woolen, uh, sorry, not Woolen Gabba, Woolowin, right near the train station. I picked up a copy there. Uh, I also listened to the audiobook. I'm not a fan of Elliot Page or anything. It's fine. You should do that. You should pick up a copy and have a read. It is heavy. Definitely have a cuddly blanket or something. Rug up. And yeah, it's it's worth the read. I'm going to actually... I'm actually going to read a tiny little excerpt from, from the book. All right. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> so there is a part of the story when Elliot was about 15 years old with his good friend Mark. Mark is from Gaygeducation. They did a series together where they traveled around the world and looked at, like, like gay, queer lifestyles in different countries. This was long before Elliot came out as trans. So it's the same same friend. So Elliot and Mark, yeah, they were about 15, 16-year-old, and they were at a Peaches concert. And I'll share a bit of what he wrote in the post-concert glow. I'd been in a new dimension where I touched my queerness, where I jumped and flailed in a crowd with people like me. A space for celebration, not ridicule. I remember walking out the doors after the concert ended and a woman with a half-shaved head asking us, How old are you guys? 16 and 15, we said, hyper and exhilarated. Right on, she exclaimed, seeming so proud and happy, like all was right in the world. Taking a deep breath, exhaling down to my toes, I wanted to hold on to that feeling, to pocket the joy, the fleeting moments of self-love, Marching home with Mark in the cold, I felt the soles of my feet pressing the ground, one foot, then the other. I sensed I was heading in the right direction. Yeah. And he is. He still is. He's doing great stuff. Uh, I had some texts in. Uh, CJ messaged in saying, yeah, Drew and whip it. 
Duh, that's why you love me. Absolutely, CJ. Drew Barrymore and, 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 I mean, obviously, roller derby is just cool and queer as heck. If you're looking for sport to do and you're trans, roller derby's pretty great, just FYI. Also, Brad messaged in saying, I'm a huge fan of Elliot Page. Hard Candy was a profound movie for me. Also, as a victim of childhood sexual abuse, I too found it an escape in theatre and acting. Yeah, well, Elliot does talk a lot about that in his story, so it's probably why we're great actors. We're fantastic at acting. <laughs> Absolutely love this book. Elliot Page, Page Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like to listen back to everything, or maybe you've tuned in and you want to hear the full review, you can head over to uh, the 4ZZZ website, 4ZZZ.org.au. You can click on programs and you can listen back to any of the 4ZZZ broadcasts, whether that be on digital or on 102.1 FM. And you can listen back up to five weeks worth of shows with their music, everything. It's all there. It's great. It's fantastic. And if you want more of Transmission, we have a podcast. We're on the Community Radio Plus app. That means the show gets condensed down. There won't be any music, but there will be all the content inside that we produce every single week. It's not just me as myself. There's also a team of us. We rotate, try to keep the sounds of trans voices diverse in here. So yeah, it's been a pretty trans boy heavy episode today, but it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in Transmission, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.